0: and you can get an extra three months free. ExpressVPN.com slash film. Hello,
1: everyone, and welcome to SlashFilm Daily for Monday, March 25th, 2019. On today's episode, we're going to discuss the Apple TV Plus news and everything coming out of Apple's big keynote event that happened this morning. This is SlashFilm Editor-in-Chief Peter Sorreta, and joining me on today's podcast is slash Film Managing Editor, Jacob Hall. Hello, hello. Weekend Editor, Brad Oman. Hey, that's me. And writers Huay Tran hey everyone, and Chris Evangelista. Hello, folks. Okay, so our regular Monday water cooler is pushed back to Tuesday. Uh, you know, barring any, you know, huge Marvel or Star Wars news. Uh so look forward to that tomorrow. But we need to talk about this Apple keynote event that happened this morning. Uh we have a bunch of articles on the site about it. You can you can see photos from all the shows they uh showcased. You can see the the trailers we're going to talk about. So head on over to the links in the show notes to check out those. But let's start in the beginning. Uh, Chris, what was announced today?
2: Uh, they have a credit card. Um, and <laughs> oh, you, I guess you mean the shows, not just everything that was announced. Uh, they announced uh, Steven Spielberg came out on stage. He, he talked about rebooting amazing stories. And he showed like a snippet of a clip of a pilot
1: um uh, okay 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 no but what what was announced about the service like it, does the service have a name does it, do we know how much it's going to cost well what we, do we
2: certainly know? don't know how much it's going to cost that that remains a, a top secret i guess but it's officially called apple tv plus so it's like apple tv but with a plus sign
1: <laughs> at the end so they're basically stealing disney plus
2: yeah, but they got there first officially, so now it's going to look like Disney ripped them off. See? Wait, are they getting there first? Well, they made the announcement first today on this big keynote speech.
1: Disney hasn't done anything like that yet. Oh, I guess actually they did a few weeks yeah, ago. They revealed Never mind. Their, yeah, they revealed their logo. Uh, so I guess let's we'll start, we'll start at the beginning here. Uh, what does everybody think of this? this naming of Apple TV Plus? To me, this sounds like something I don't need. Because it's an extra, it's something, do you know what I mean? Like, it's like, it's a little bit extra from Apple TV. I think I'll, I'll be fine with extra, uh, Apple TV. I don't need Apple TV Plus.
3: Oh, today was definitely, certainly something extra for Apple TV, all right.
4: <laughs> Man, Peter, this name is just like the entire presentation today, with the exception of the Apple credit card, which I'm actually kind of excited about, which is, Apple pretending to be the first ones is something that people have been there long before. Even their video game announcement of Apple Arcade is just an echo of what Microsoft and Google have already announced in the weeks and months before them. And that extends very much to the uh, Apple TV Plus presentation.
1: I don't know. I I, I don't want to make this about video games, uh, Jacob, but I think... Apple owns so much of the mobile gaming market, and if they can convert those people that are, you know, paying the uh, paying for those mobile games into subscribers that are playing on their phone on their commute and stuff like that, I feel like that has a much bigger chance of getting a huge subscriber base than, you know, Microsoft on a console.
4: I agree to the extent that yes, with mobile games, but they were they were showing off games from bonafide console developers and showing off titles that have already been announced for other consoles. So they clearly want to enter that space as well. And that's not going to go well for them uh, because people who want to play those kind of games want to play them through a more established service, but movies
1: and TV, movies and TV. What about that, Peter? Okay. Yeah. Let's talk about movies and TV. Um, You know, it's weird because if you were announcing a new TV streaming service, you would think you'd show us some trailers showing, you know, showcasing the footage of these shows and, you know, showing people what they're in store for, you know, what why they would want to spend blank amount of dollars every month, because we don't even know that, uh, you know, for this service. And we we really got none of that. I mean, we got a sizzle reel, but mostly this this presentation concentrated, it was focused on the storytellers. I guess Apple believes that people are going to sign on for the service based on the big actor names, the big filmmaker names that they they have on board here. Uh, wh- what do you guys think of that?
4: Uh, Chris wrote an article about this exact thing for the site. So I think Chris should spearhead this. What do you think? Is this enough, Chris? Uh,
2: I really don't know. It seems like that is literally all they're doing to sell this, at least at this time. They're, they're talking up the fact That they've attracted the best of the best. I mean, at one point they literally just put up a wall of names and they're, they're all very impressive names. And, you know, the first person they had come out to talk about the service other than, you know, Apple people is Steven Spielberg. And, you know, you don't really get much bigger than that. And, you know, and, you know, I love Steven Spielberg. I'm interested when he's involved with stuff, but you got to give me personally more to go on than just being like Steven Spielberg's involved with this. And, but also I don't know Spielberg's
1: they... been involved with a lot, a lot of shitty TV,
2: right? So <laughs> that really didn't say that much. And I, I, a part of me thinks they jumped the gun because, you know, they told us this, this won't be ready till fall. And I feel like they, you know, they were just like, we got to get something out there. And they just weren't ready for it yet. They just had, people come out on stage and do really unfunny banter for a half hour. And that was really it. And that's really not enough. And, uh, you know, I, I said this in the, in the Slack that, you know, if I worked at Netflix or I worked at Amazon Prime, I would be feeling fine right now. You know, th- for, for weeks, this was talked up as, uh, like, literally going to be Apple's Netflix killer. This is what they wanted to do. They wanted to blow Netflix out of the water. And nothing they showed here hints at that.
4: Uh, Ht, you're on the news grind day in and day out. We always joke about how every other day they announce a new unseen Apple show, and every other day we wonder what's going to happen next. So, as somebody who I believe has probably written up a half dozen or more announcements about Apple shows, what, what was in your mind going into this, and what was in your mind when it when the when it rolled and it was all over?
5: I just wanted to see the footage. And my interest did actually peak once they showed that Sizzle reel because there was some phenomenal, really um, high budget looking shots and footage that we saw in there. But it was so short, and it took so long to get there. It took um, several people talking about their shows and making unfunny jokes, like Chris said, and then Sarah Bareilles doing a performance of a theme song for her show Little Voice. And that was the one. That was the stuff that kind of like stuck around more than the Sizzle reel, unfortunately, which does look great. But I wish it was that was the centerpiece, or that was longer or something, because uh, they should have or they could have led with it instead.
4: Yeah. It looks expensive, um, right Peter? Like, I, It does not look like a like made-for-TV production. It looks like it has a high... J.J. Abrams or Spielberg levels of gloss to it, right?
1: No, I was going to say the same thing. It looks like they spent some serious money here. It looks like these shows look a lot more cinematic than what we're seeing from Amazon, uh, what we're seeing from CBS. Uh, you know, We've yet to see anything really from disney yet but uh i'm I'm sure that there's a i'm guessing disney's gonna be on the caliber of this kind of stuff um chris do you you have any thoughts about the the sizzle rail i mean yeah just to mirror what everyone else said it looks great visually
2: like it it looks very cinematic one of my biggest complaints of amazon's original stuff is a lot of it looks really quote-unquote tv-ish it's very you know it's it's blocked the way a tv show is and the the quality of the cinematography is kind of low grade and cheap looking like everything we saw here albeit briefly looks very cinematic it looks like they they really went all out to make this look great but again i don't know if that's really enough to get you know the the average viewer excited
1: now they highlighted six different productions in the, in the main segment of this uh, presentation. Uh, one was the morning show, uh, Brad. I think you're probably the one most looking forward to this show.
3: I mean, maybe I, I don't know. Uh, like, I'm I'm kind of like in the middle with all of this stuff, just because you know, like we're saying, they're not really showing a lot so far. And while the footage looks very pretty, uh, we really have no indication of the quality or you know, much detail when it comes to the actual stories here. We got, we got some of it today. And like, if there's one that sounds, I don't know, like, I guess the most promising to me, it's probably, uh, Kumail Nanjiani's series. But some of that is also just because Kumail is so personable and funny himself that he had probably the best presentation out of everybody there. Um, so yeah. and, And you're talking about his show is little America.
1: This is like an anthology series, each episode showing immigrants doing everyday life stuff in America and uh, I don't think he's in it, right? Like, he's
3: just producing it?
4: I yeah, think so. him and his yeah. wife, uh, Emily V. Gordon, who wrote The Big Sick
3: together. Yeah, I suppose they always could pop up, you know, maybe uh, here um, in an episode or something like that, but yeah, this, it's, it's pretty much their product as far as uh, just executive producing. But yeah, like like I said, the footage looks great. Um, I, I just, I, I wish that we were able to get more of a glimpse of these shows to get a better vibe of the tone that each of them will be going for. Like, I think for a while we had been thinking that, uh, the morning show that's being executive produced by Jennifer Aniston and Reese Witherspoon and uh, also has them and Steve Carell in it was going to be more of a straight up comedy. But a lot of the shots of that show in here painted this sort of dramatic vibe, almost like a uh, like a Studio 60 set um, in the world of, you know, morning news programs. So maybe we're not really getting the best representation of these shows so far in our um, perspective of them. It isn't quite accurate.
1: Like even the Camille show, uh, they mentioned he mentioned that one of the episodes was based on this uh, amazing true story of a kid who secretly ran a hotel after his parents were deported and uh, competing in a spelling bee to meet the first lady at the time. Um, I, you know, I like Camille. I like the idea of the show. But that to me sounds like a TV movie. No, like, am I like the only downer here? Like, I feel like a lot of these shows feel like they're being, uh, they're being programmed by Apple, who is a, um, they're, they're, they're programming these, these, these series based on their, they're kind of very liberal, very, uh, tech and education and, uh, uh, whatever diversity-focused views. And, I, you know, those are views that I agree with. But at the same time, a lot of these things feel kind of, um, on first glance, kind of, like, preachy and, like, they're coming from that point of view.
4: Yeah, I'd agree to an extent that this is very much an extension of the quote-unquote Apple brand. Uh, and, for, and, and Apple's always been, you know, a, a or at least, liberal facing company at least how it presents itself and this all these shows you know all feel like they come from a place of trying to continue that self-image and like you said peter these are all viewpoints i agree with little america to me sounds great i love the idea of each uh, episode being a different genre exploring a different portion of of an american life that i am unfamiliar with But, but
1: but are people out there that are you know already complaining of what they're paying for netflix going to pay you know another ten dollars or whatever a month to see you know an anthology of immigrant stories like that no doesn't of course seem like not <laughs> of course not i mean
4: little america is the show if it was if it was on netflix little america is what you watch and discover after you finish a new season of house of cards whoever's big at that moment it's the kind of programming you use to shore up your lineup to make sure that people stick around and it's the kind of thing that gains buzz as it gets found uh, it does not feel like something you lead with. I mean, the only show in this lineup that feels like the big leading show is C the new sci-fi series from uh, uh, that stars Jason Momoa in this distant future where all human beings have lost sight and it's, everybody lives, has adjusted to this sort of um, tribal world where nobody can has the ability to see anymore, which is a great concept, and Jason Momoa is now riding Aquaman as a huge star, but nothing in, there's no trailer, like, no proper trailer for that, and there was no, like, the footage looked fine but that has to be like the biggest you know glossiest thing in their in their lineup and even then i'm like okay that sounds fine what else everything everything on this list is what else
1: you you even have like jj abrams you're like oh uh, a sci-fi show from J- no it's a they didn't show
5: any f- footage from it either
1: but it's a funny romantic show which i know he came from felicity and like those kind of things H T like felicity are you excited-
5: good peter no no
1: I, I i've watched all of felicity i'm i'm on the felicity i'm on the jj abrams and felicity uh train here but uh H T is there anything here that you're super excited about
5: um i was intrigued by uh the footage from c like um uh, Jacob was saying, I think it actually looks quite good and uh, a lot more like ambitious than I anticipated. I didn't really know much about it except for the stars and the concepts, but it looks very Game of Thrones and high fantasy-esque. And that's something I think that's like the most ambitious of these um Apple TV series and the one that looks the most cinematic so I am intrigued by that um, As well as Little America, too. But Yeah, everything else is kind of like we don't know enough or have seen enough of it I think it's um, it helps see that it took a large portion of that sizzle reel as well as Dickinson Which doesn't appear in like the presentations, but it also was like very prominent in the sizzle reel as well
1: Yeah, they probably had a lot of footage from that because they've been filming it Um, Chris is there anything here that you particularly were interested in?
2: Not, not really. I, I am interested in that Dickinson show just because I, I love the idea of it. And uh, I liked the brief shots we got. What is, what
1: is the idea of the Dickinson show for those? It's basically
2: it's years. like a comedy, but about Emily Dickinson. And just that idea alone makes me laugh. Just the th- And based on the, the, the soundless footage we got, it looks like they're playing it like even though it's set in the, the proper period it, it's it's people acting like they're in modern times kind of like the the favorite which was uh one of my favorite movies of last year so if, if it has a tone like that uh i'm excited about it but it's there's so little here to, to grasp onto i really wish they had done a better job with that sizzle reel like i i care more about the footage than i care about people talking about how great it's going to be like i i need to see it i don't need to you know it, it's it's show don't tell don't stand up there and tell me how great it's going to be show me what's so great about it yeah we're hey, Chris, a, uh, oh. i was Sorry, gonna say we're,
1: we're in a hollywood world where name value and star power doesn't mean much anymore I'm, I'm so shocked that apple is relying on those names and those that star power to try to sell this thing and not showing you know wowing people with with actual footage
4: I have a question for Chris, because um, I think you and me are maybe the ones who maybe have, have, have an opinion on this. Maybe Peter as well. Growing up, always thought Amazing Stories was uh, the Twilight Zone for people who did, who weren't cool, <laughs> and so I have a really hard time getting truly excited for more Amazing Stories. But as a Spielberg fan, does it did Amazing Stories do anything for you? And does a new version? Um, sound good to you especially with jordan peele doing a new twilight zone i can't get excited when i know there's more twilight zone which is always the better genre anthology show to me
2: yeah amazing stories was like the the wholesome Zone. it was twilight zone for the whole family and uh I, I i remember i watched amazing stories when i was a kid but i don't think i could tell you like what any um <laughs> episodes i watched were and even you know knowing spielberg is still involved with this it's not it doesn't get me that excited like if he were he were directing every single episode then i'd be like all right i'm all in but he's not doing that you know he's just produce he's putting his name on it so it does very little for me
1: yeah the original um series was never something i like was super excited about what i did like that you know spielberg directed that original one uh, ghost train and I think maybe some others as well. But there was also some interesting names that also directed. There was, like, one directed by Joe Dante. There was a Martin Scorsese directed episode. Brad um, Bird. Brad Bird, yeah, Brad Bird. So I'm really interested. I think Danny DeVito, Robert Zemeckis. So if he could get talent along those lines for this. Uh, oh, yeah, Toby Hooper as well. Um just looking this up. And uh, I don't know if we know any names for for yet yeah, yet yeah, for this version of it but um i don't know you're right like that's what this whole thing feels like to me jacob is this feels like the uncool netflix
4: <laughs> i will admit that uh, i do think helpsters actually sounds cool the, the sesame street uh spinoff where instead of teaching kids to read it teaches them how to code and as someone who grew up right before coding started being a thing kids were taught in school and whose life has been like Affected in ways that actually have hurt me because I don't know anything about coding. The idea of an educational program where kids are learning those basics, you know, via puppets, the same way I learned how to read, uh, you know, with the help of Sesame Street. I think it's a genuinely cool idea. I don't know if it catches on or not, but I think that's like forward thinking in the right ways.
1: I mean, I think so. It's just you know, again, I think that's a show that none of us are going to watch. None of us have no. kids at this point, point. and uh, I don't know. You know, we should move on to the the one more thing at the end of this
3: presentation. Well, on. well, one thing I, I do want to say oh. about the program lineup so far is I feel like Apple is definitely behind when it comes to the streaming, you know, subscription service, uh, you know, arena. Obviously, Netflix is at the top, and then Hulu and Amazon are still trailing behind them. So I, I feel like, if anything, maybe Apple just needs time, because even when Netflix started off on their own thing, they didn't have a lot of stuff that people were clamoring to see. They were putting out a lot of stuff that everyone was really whatever about, and they still but do that. Their, their, all, their all, first
1: original programming was uh, House of Cards, and everybody was into that, Brad. That was
3: – right, but that that was, like, the the one show. Like, every a lot of the other stuff they put out around that time was, like, whatever. Yeah. You know? And so I think that – App, uh, Apple probably has to, you know, they they're, they're going to try a lot of stuff that is star powered that will appeal to a wide variety of demographics and then there might not be like one huge hit but after maybe after some time they'll like get in their groove and like really figure out how to and and like have some stuff that people are really excited about. At least I hope anyway.
1: I mean I I hope you're right. Okay, so at the end of this pr- presentation Tim Cook uh had one more thing. He showed this trailer that built up that there's something huge that's going to be part of this new streaming service and that thing is Oprah. Um you know she came out and kind of talked how she's being part of this. She has two documentaries in the works and a book club where she's going to interview authors and talk about their books. Uh is this exciting and is this kind of insulting to to people like Spielberg that She's being built up, you know, like she was center stage where everybody else was, uh, the you know, uh, on the side of the stage. And like, I don't know, it, she was built up as like the second coming. She's actually, they have not released the sizzle reel online officially at, at this point, the point that we're recording this, but they released the footage of Oprah. Like, uh, is is she that valuable still?
4: Yes. <laughs> I'll tell you this much. I, my extended family can all tell you who Oprah is. Every single person in my life knows who Oprah is. I think p- people I know would struggle to name five Spielberg movies. Uh, I mean, people outside of the realm of TV and film fans know who Oprah is in, in a way that us who live in our bubble can't even comprehend. Spielberg's a bigger deal to us, but to millions more people, Oprah is the big deal out of this.
1: Still, like, even if it's documentaries about toxic workforces like that doesn't seem like what oprah fans want to see from her i think oprah,
5: it also has to do with the fact that she signed a, a deal with with the apple that's um that encompasses several titles so she's kind of their yeah. big get in a way whereas spielberg only has amazing stories with them and um to go off what jacob said oprah is a lifestyle unto her <laughs> own i mean she had a magazine named after her so she i think does deserve all of that um that applause
4: yeah no, she... one would wa- no one would watch those docs on their own but if oprah says watch my docs her fans will watch those docs people will do what oprah says but she yeah, she, well...
1: she wants the channel and the channel didn't do well because it didn't have her on it like but, i feel but, like
4: but she hasn't much out she'll be in billions of pockets peter she'll be in everybody's pocket now people can't avoid oprah
3: yeah what were you gonna say brad i was gonna say yeah when, whenever oprah talks about an issue a whole lot more people start to listen yeah. I mean, I don't doubt
1: that. I just I'm just curious if she's going to be enough to get people to pay, you know, 10 or 12 or whatever dollars a month to watch, you know, a couple documentaries in a book club. I don't know. I just
5: I mean, Oprah's book club when she had her talk show was huge huge, and helped make a lot of books bestsellers. So wouldn't be surprised. But that was when
1: she was on, you know, what? uh Network, or I guess was it network television? I don't even know. But she, network, yeah. But uh, so many people had access to her. Now it's going to be a lot less I people. I think you're un- you're really
2: underestimating Oprah. Remember, she gave that speech. I forget what it was. Some award show, and even though she didn't say anything about it, immediately everyone was like, "Oprah's running for president!" Like people went yeah, insane, yeah. and it was like a, in the news cycle for like forty eight hours. So I really do think. Anything she does is going to get that
1: sort of that sort of attention. Will it be enough? I don't know, but it's definitely going to turn some heads. I mean, I don't want to downplay who she is. I mean, I'm not saying that she's not important. She doesn't have a following because she obviously does. I just feel like it would be better if she was, like, actually doing, like, a weekly interview on the, the... – network or on the streaming service or doing something other than two documentaries. Like, I, I, I just don't think people are going to sign up for Oprah documentaries, but maybe I'm wrong. Uh, you know, let's talk about Spielberg versus Netflix. He's recently had that whole kind of uh, war against Netflix, which I guess was maybe somewhat invented by the media. Probably not, in my opinion. Uh, Chris, does this have anything to do with his deal with uh, Apple?
2: Uh, I, I know everyone was, is sort of jumping to that, but, you know, we've known he's been involved with Apple since last year, so it's not exactly a secret. Um, I do think it's slightly interesting that all those stories came out that he was very anti-Netflix, but, uh, you know, they recently it was revealed that maybe he didn't say that, but even if he did say it, I think what makes this different in his mind is this is technically being classified as TV. And I think the thing that really bothers him about Netflix is that their streaming stuff is, is considered to be films. You know, they have TV too, but they also have original movies and Apple, at at least at this point, isn't, isn't doing original movies yet. They're, they're just doing TV. So I could definitely see him, Making that distinction and being like, well, it's TV. It doesn't have to be on a big screen. But, you know, in his mind,
1: movies deserve, you know, the biggest screen possible. Yeah. Uh, M. Night Shyamalan was in that storytellers trailer that we featured on the site. I'll link it in the show notes. But he wasn't at the presentation to, you know, give his vision for his his series that's going to be on here. Um, that was a little bit of d- disappointment, I think, for, for you, Chris. Right. Uh, yeah, I was hoping to get at
2: least get some sort of footage from that show because of of everyone's you know potential lineup. I do think I'm probably most interested in his just because I'm a fan of his. Although after Glass, I might have to downgrade him severely in my my fandom. But I would be curious just to see something from that film that that show he's doing but i guess we're gonna have to wait
1: season one of wayward pines is is actually pretty good and uh the duffer brothers were involved in that too right um did you ever see that chris no i you know i saw the ads and i was like oh this is just trying to be twin
2: peaks so i'm not going to watch it and I, i never got around to it okay
1: I'm, I'm a huge fan of Apple. I, I own most of their products minus, you know, Apple Music and that Apple Speaker thing. I, you know, I have an Apple Watch in my hand. I'm broadcasting now from a MacBook Pro. Uh, you know, Apple has infiltrated my life. And I'm usually a big uh, rah-rah guy when it comes to these keynotes. And I, they really usually excite me. But this presentation to me was kind of a flop. And I, I hope... Disney, who's going to be doing a presentation like this next month, uh, can take some lessons from this. <laughs> do you know what I mean, like, uh, what, what do you guys think? Was this was this a complete flop? When the
4: highlight of your entire presentation, more so than anything else, is a credit card, and that's all I want to text my wife about is the credit card, and not any other TV shows. There's been a problem. There's been a big, big problem, because Peter, I want that credit card, but right now I wouldn't
1: pay for Apple TV Plus. Yeah. Uh, HD, would you pay for it?
5: Mm, depends on <laughs> what it costs.
1: Would you pay $10 <laughs> a month?
5: I, I don't know. I mean, maybe. If yes, maybe. maybe. I'm I had to see more. It it I was so slightly underwhelmed by this presentation, so I really need a trailer or something to get me interested.
1: Brad, uh, was this a flop and will you pay for it?
3: Uh, the the presentation was definitely not a, a rousing success. It it felt like it was just like an open mic night where everyone was trying to do jokes and they were just falling flat. Um, my subscription basically depends on the price. Um, at this point, I feel like ten dollars would be my limit. Um, but even uh, even then, I would be one of those subscriptions where like I see what content they have, and if after a month like I've just watched everything that I'm interested in, I would probably just cancel until something else comes along that i'm you know that i want to see again
1: chris you you are the streaming guy on this podcast uh so i'm assuming you're gonna have to uh subscribe to this oh
2: man i don't know Uh, i
1: think it's gonna be (laughs) if i ever want to review
2: something from them i'm going to email them and be like please give me a screener and that's about it i'm not going to i based on this presentation at least i'm definitely not jumping up and down to to Join yet another streaming service, at least based on what I saw
1: here. Yeah, and it doesn't seem like they're making any major innovations outside of this. They did announce that you, you're going to be able to buy TV channels, but I guess that's that's something that Amazon Prime has been doing for a while now. You can subscribe to HBO, Stars, like stuff like that, and it's not all a cart the way I wanted it to be. I I want to be able to buy, you know, Bravo, USA Network. I, I want to be able to pick and choose every single network. And it seems like it's just like a dozen channels at this point. Um, Jacob, did you see anything else that excited you out of this presentation?
4: The credit card, the credit card, Peter. Um, But (laughs) I guess the first half of the presentation, before they got into Apple TV Plus, was all stuff that I liked. I mean, it's the thing about Apple, and they've been this way for years and years and years, is that when they don't innovate something, they still act like they've innovated it. So they announced a lot of things that are necessary, a lot of things that are very cool, and a lot of things that I'm, I, I feel like I can and will use. But nothing here is something that hasn't been developed or is in development by somebody else already. So I feel like you know Apple TV Plus is you know Netflix, but not as promising. Uh, Apple Arcade is you know uh, Google Stadia or um, the new Microsoft uh, service program, but you know they're, they're the third of the bat at it. Uh, you know the, the Apple the Apple News stuff. I mean, there's so many other ways to read news already. It's all cool stuff, and it's also it's going to improve their ecosystem. I'm actually but surprised just,
1: you're not excited for the News Plus because then you could, you know, so, uh, access hundreds of magazines each month. For that,
4: that was that was indeed very very cool. Uh, I'm I'm just the kind of person who uh, I love reading articles on my phone as much as I love owning physical books magazines on my phone or my tablet are are for me the ideal way to read those particular things I'm just not so sure if I'm ready to pay 9.99 a month for it uh because the article the stuff I tend to read tends to be stuff that I already have access to online uh so we'll see like I said it's all a lot of really cool stuff it's just stuff that I can't I can't feel like I feel like Apple is no longer innovating they're 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 refining instead of innovating and that's disappointing
1: it seems like under steve jobs they were interested in in making innovative technology and now under tim cook they're just in, interested in getting more money out of us in the services category they want us to subscribe to all these things because they they've seen how lucrative the app store has been um i i wish there was more of a plan like You know how Amazon Prime kind of you get a bunch of things lumped in with that yearly fee. I feel like if Apple could give me my iCloud storage, my Apple Music and my Apple TV Plus all within like a yearly price or a monthly price, I I would be more game for it than paying $10 a month just for Apple TV Plus. But uh, I don't know. Hey, Does anybody else have any last words here?
4: Uh, it, it really bums me out to think that CBS All Access has more shows I'm thrilled <laughs> about than Apple TV+.
1: <sighs> that is sad. Okay, you can read more of all the stories we talked about on today's podcast on com. You can find this podcast, SlashFilm Daily, post every weekday on iTunes, Google, Overcast, Spotify, all the popular podcast apps. Please feel free to send us your feedback, questions, comments, concerns to us at Peter at com, And please head on over to our iTunes page. Give us a five-star rating, write us a couple sentences, tell your friends, spread the word, and we'll see you tomorrow.